0: This is Saturday Morning Mysteries.
1: And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we are your hosts. I'm Alexis.
0: I'm Grace.
1: And. Things seem different today, perhaps, or they will seem different, as you all will soon find out, because Mm -hmm. we're going to do something a little different. What are we going to do today, Grace? (gasps) Well, I guess I'll, okay, I'll go ahead and say it. So him. I'll just tell them, I know all this suspense is building up for nothing. So, <laughs> typically typically, if you guys have been sticking with us throughout, not just Halloween or the month of October, but throughout the whole 30, however many episodes we've done so far, mm-hmm. you've seen us go back and forth. Grace will go one week and tell a story from a classic animated show. I will then the next week go and tell a story from a classic animated show. Now, last week, if you watched you or listened You probably heard and saw it was Grace's turn to tell the story. Mm -hmm. But for those Grace fans out there, guess what? (laughs) You get another week of Grace telling a story. She's going to go two weeks in a row because Mm -hmm. in the theming, our Halloween theming for the month of October, we realized that there are actually five Saturdays (laughs) in October. And so we really thought we there were needed, four. We thought there were four. It, don't like all months only have four weekends. Yeah. What is that? I don't know what's going on. We were really so, look into it. We didn't, we like, we, we figured it out like after filming the first or second Uh episode, we're like, oh yeah, by the way. (laughs) So anyway, to fix this issue though, what we're going to do is we're going to add one more episode to our Halloween from our Halloween repertoire, if you will. Um, And Grace is going to go two weeks in a row because next week for the fifth episode, I will actually be telling the story of something that happened on the day that that episode will be airing Mm -hmm. like 70 years 80 (laughs) years before more oh my god 90 years anyway i'm not good at math come back next week to do the real math with with us and find find out when it actually did happen but that is all just to say that grace is up with another story halloween themed story from a classic animated show today and i will now
0: hand it off to you thank you indeed so I'm so excited for this episode. I always Mm -hmm. say that every week, but like, whatever, I'm always excited. Um, So I'm excited because it has, it's kind of like an amalgamation of various things that we've talked about. Um, Not just in our Halloween series, like spooky things, but other things we've discussed in the past. Um, Hmm. Because we haven't actually done you know, like a full arc of this show, like we usually do with our episodes of like an arc of Darkwing Duck, an arc of Rescue Rangers. Um, this is a show we haven't talked about in arc form yet, but we have talked about this series oh. on this show. Okay. So today I'm going to tell you about an episode called Abra Cadaver. Which is season one, episode five, part B of a show that requires a little bit of sugar,
1: spice, yes.
0: Yes. and <laughs> everything nice. Oh, That's yay. great. Yes. We're doing an episode of Powerpuff Girls oh, today. Oh my god, I
1: cannot wait. Yes.
0: <laughs> Ooh.
1: Awesome. Uh-huh. I was trying to guess. I was like, what other... Ch- children's shows have we talked about uh, at that's least about. cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm
0: excited. So if you haven't watched our bonus tune tangents go watch some after this episode. Uh, but we've talked about in the past uh, the attempted like reboot of the classic animated cartoon, Powerpuff mm-hmm. Girls, that by the sounds of it, the like, live action reboot would have been trash. So we were happy that it never happened. Yeah.
1: It may still be in the works, by the way, though. I don't know. No one really knows. They say it. Well, is, no one but knows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but real quick, because we haven't done an arc of this show, I'm going to give our listeners and viewers a A quick-ish overview of the Powerpuff Girls. Um, So real fast, this is a crime-fighting superhero show that follows three kindergartners who happen to be made-in-a-lab superheroes. Hmm. These lab-made triplets are Blossom, who is the confident leader, Buttercup, who is the headstrong tomboy, and Bubbles, who is the sweet, compassionate one. Um, the show is often a parody of kind of like standard superhero. And I think I'm gonna probably say this wrong. But I'm gonna say like a lot of words in this show wrong. So buckle up for later. Um click, <laughs> click. Um, but yeah, it's a, often a parody of standard like superhero and tokuatsu shows, which are kind of like Japanese, uh that's where like Godzilla, like Kenji, like Godzilla comes from, like that type of Japanese themed show. Um, and other pieces of pop culture pop up in the show. So it takes place in Townsville, USA, (laughs) which is a large idealistic city that has come to depend on these small children for their protection from crazed criminals, mad scientists, monsters, and just general villains of all kinds. Um, oddly, the show is a mixture of like humor, creepiness, adorableness, and like a lot of violence, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, all in one. And it's one of my favorite shows as a child. I don't know if we talked about this on the, on our Toon tangent, but I distinctly remember that I had three like stuffed toys at the Powerpuff Girls and I would make my older brother Grant be like Mojo Jojo or other <laughs> villains. So I can attack him like with the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> because they were not so. out. yeah it's <laughs> yeah, like hit them with the them. way they would <laughs> um also this show won multiple emmys um when it was on air in the 2000s which well deserved i think
1: i think so too
0: so though i just briefly described the show and the stars of the show our focus for the first bit of this show is actually not going to be on the powerpuff girls mm. um Since uh, actually for the most part of this episode, um, the girls are actually at home. Um, I think it's building up to Halloween. So they're at home watching scary movies, specifically watching scary zombie movies and like freaking themselves out and jumping at every little noise in the house. So while they're Mm -hmm. off doing that, um, we're going to instead focus on our spooky criminal today with a Mm -hmm. smidge of. Reality of what actually happened to this criminal that got him to this um, point of evilness that mm-hmm. we actually see through flashbacks and of course a smidge of wild speculation. Yay, our favorite yes. thing. <laughs> so um this fella is a man named Al Lusion, and he's a magician, or eventually becomes a magician later mm-hmm. in life because that's why his name is Al. Illusion, uh, allusion, illusion. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's how they got to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Classic, <laughs> a lot <Wow>. of puns. <laughs> yeah, but we're just gonna call him Al. It's it's easier than trying to like yeah. distinctly say that pun every time.
1: I was thinking he was gonna be like a luge competitor. <laughs> <Al>. <laughs> Joking. You're
0: yeah. like, what does luge have to do with <laughs> Halloween? Yes,
1: I'm interested to see where the story goes.
0: <laughs> like, that for a December arc, not yeah. Halloween arc Halloween. But um,
1: hey. I mean, I guess you could dress up as a luge, whatever ride or player. A Lugis? Lugier? <laughs>
0: oh, luge- hey, hey loser.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're
0: loser. And then they speed off because they speed off. <laughs> 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 um, so First, Some speculation. And I speculate that Al grew up in Townsville, but mm. not necessarily, you know, in the bustling city center and not in the suburbs, the quiet suburbs that the Powerpuff Girls live in. But rather, I think Al kind of grew up in all parts of the city, not in like a, a fun way, but in a way that he was constantly changing homes, mm. being shuffled around between family members friends of the families, probably even occasionally foster homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his childhood and most of his life was extremely unstable. And I don't, we don't know exactly why that seemed a little too dark to get into uh, <laughs> what was going on with his family. Um, yeah. But I, I surmise that he was often treated as nothing more than another mouth to feed, a burden to adults that was easily abused and pushed aside. And throughout his childhood, he saw that all the other kids had things that he wanted and desired from toys and teddy bears to clean clothes and PB and J's with the lunches that the crust was cut off lovingly by loving parents (laughs) And he longed for these things, but even when he asked other kids to share these simple riches, they would jeer at him, and they would laugh at him, or even Aww. sometimes ignore him as if he was in- invisible, just like the adults treated him. And I think for <laughs> pardon me, a short period, this constant rejection reared its head in young Al as anger as many children would react you know they would react angrily because they don't know how to process these complicated emotions of rejection but soon i think al actually shoved that anger away you know bottled it up and instead found his saving grace the thing that he could channel his desire to be accepted into the thing that would get him attention and praise and eventually even money to better his situation. Oh. Stage magic.
1: You oh, huh. <laughs> like crazy synthesizer music, <laughs> and, like
0: flashing uh-huh. lights. Oh, exactly. What? Oh, no. Um. So now I originally, yes, I originally wrote here. From that day on, young Al began turning tricks. But then I realized <laughs> that's a very different tri- type of street corner work, but magic nonetheless, ladies and gents. <laughs> so then I backspaced that and then I was like, no, I need to admit yeah, I'll my, say it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> what I originally was for there. That was a great, that was great. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you still said that you're like was he child trafficked what do you mean grace maybe I maybe, mean, maybe that that's be... why he was shuffled around we simply don't
1: yeah, know I mean it sounds like it and let's be real would that be the craziest bit of wild speculation <laughs> we've done on this show
0: not at no. all Not even was yes so young Al practiced his magic tricks into the in the classroom until he was sent to the principal's office on mm-hmm. street corners to adoring crowds until the street lamps dimmed. And eventually on the stage where he adopted oh. the very creative name, the great Al Lucian. Oh, boy. The greatest magician Townsville had ever seen, according to the mayor of Townsville. Oh. Um, pretty high praise yes exactly and we'll step out here from wild speculation to Mm -hmm. go to the point of view of the mayor of townsville Mm -hmm. um who does indeed uh as sparked by seeing um a poster of the great illusion kind of like crumbling um on the outside of a theater that you know the mayor is reminiscing on as he's about to demolish the theater but uh that aside demolishing historic buildings aside uh, (laughs) yes we need new high
1: rises
0: (laughs) yeah exactly development full of Mm -hmm. them um and so specifically the mayor is reminiscing specifically on the fateful night that ended Owls magic career because the mayor was actually there as yet a just but a wee child watching this magic show on that very fateful night Mm. so we go into flashback mode where everything is black and white and like grainy film because this is like Mm. back in the 20s essentially so the show was going off without a hitch the crowd was loving him al you know was doing all of the classic magic tricks he was sawing an assistant in half he was pulling a rabbit out of a hat he was levitating he was performing what's called whoa (laughs) i know i had to google this predicament escapes which is like where like the magician gets like in a hairy situation but escapes just in the nick of time before they die um And as he always did during the show, he calls a volunteer on stage, but of course, because it's on stage, I don't know if folks listening have been on stage before, but stage lights are blinding. And so Mm -hmm. he kind of just blindly points to a volunteer, a willing audience member, never really knowing what or who he's going to get, which I would say actually speaks more to Al's great skill as a magician, that it wasn't a planted um, volunteer. It was an actual just average Townsvillian excited to be there. But on this fateful night, the individual he chose was a very small girl with a round face and big eyes. And she Mm. straightened her dress out, adjusted her hat and came up on the stage, hugging her teddy bear to calm her from her nerves. And seeing that this young girl who had a teddy bear Al hesitates just for a moment as if reminiscing or, you know, trauma flashbacking just for a moment on how he once was a child longing for that comfort that she currently had. But ever the professional and now an adult, he quickly recovers and kindly asks her for the teddy bear, which she does turn over to him and a single clap. The bear vanishes into a poof of dust. Oh, and the audience impressive. goes wild. Right. Yes, he bows. But the small girl starts crying because her yeah. comfort teddy bear just disappeared in front of her <laughs> eyes. She starts bawling. No one can hear her cries above the clapping audience, the roaring audience. And when the bear isn't brought back, The little girl, very understandably, goes a little bit into a temper tantrum Uh and kind of, like, runs towards Al. But she kind of, like, trips on, I don't know, like, a magic wand or something. And she tries to catch herself as she falls. Uh She's able to grab onto Al, luckily. She doesn't, like, hurt herself. But as she falls onto Al, she grabs his pants And pants is him on stage.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, we now have a villain. (laughs) (laughs) This man's (laughs) life has been ruined.
0: (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, not only is this incredibly embarrassing. Yeah. And, you know, the audience immediately starts to laugh because I too would start to giggle at that sight. But even worse, all of the tricks of this magician start pouring out of his pockets, (gasps) hidden in his pants. Oh my God. So rabbits start hopping out of the pants and doves soar into the theater. (laughs) Cards pour out, (laughs) handkerchiefs tumble out, keys from the predicament experience (laughs) clank out onto the stage. The audience loses their minds, as does the little girl who starts to laugh in his face on stage, as he is now revealed to be a fraud, not a true magician. Imagine so just bunnies- having a bunch of oh sorry, go ahead. Nope, I was saying as bunnies hop around his feet. Go go for okay. It.
1: So I was gonna say, imagine having like bunnies and doves like just shoved in your pants <laughs> at all times. <laughs> at all times. Uh-huh. Your pants just have like these bulges like popping all over the place. <laughs> no one questions it. It's like oh, Which- nice to meet you, Al. Looking good. Yeah, today. What's up, Al? Yeah. is that a dove or are you just happy to see me oh wow His legs are just like shaking from the doves trying to like fly away like,
0: oh, I'm good. also side note have you ever seen the prestige
1: <laughs> yes with you actually i think yeah, on the bus of rowing yes for rowing <laughs> but that was the only time and so i don't really remember it which i hear it's Super freaking good though. I need to rewatch it.
0: Yeah, fucking incredible. Yes, for those who didn't understand, obviously our inside (laughs) reference there. One time, I don't know who like convinced a whole bus of high school. I honestly think it
1: was your mom, Grace. I'm pretty (laughs) sure your mom did. How do I get these kids
0: to shut the (laughs) fuck up? I'm gonna put like a mind bending film on, and so like yeah, rant together.
1: Probably it was all your family. I'm almost (laughs) positive, probably.
0: But like we put a like again, like a, I don't know, bus of like 60 kids, like high schoolers, they put on the prestige and we were all like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Because yes. the movie is that good. Anyways, mm-hmm. part of that movie, I just thought of this is not on the script at all, but I just thought of like part of that movie when like the magicians are learning all of their tricks, it's like, mm. used to the reality of it, which includes like, accidentally killing a bunch of doves when, like, the tricks go wrong. So, like, Alice yeah. just full of, like, dead doves <laughs> that I also imagine are, like, flopping out of his yeah. pants, like, dead animals, <laughs> Like, falling out
1: of his ankles or, with, like, the ankle Yeah, tops.
0: like, onto the little girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so now it's littered in dead animals, too, on stage, which Townsville well, thinks dramatic. is hilarious, too. Yeah. Uh, morbidly. Hilarious. Whichever way, Yeah. Anyways, this obviously, as is often a theme, I a lot of episodes that I do for some reason launches our villains back into trauma that they never, unaddressed un, uh, un, um, traumas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we see Al as the audience laughs at him. Yet, yet again, children laughing at him, adults rejecting him. You know, he starts stumbling back on the stage wanting to flee. But of course, his pants are still at his ankles. So he's tripling and um, tragically. And that's kind of a wild reminder that I forgot about about this show that like Powerpuff Girls is low key, like pretty violent and like graphic (laughs) of a children's show Um, (laughs) because we see Al fall back and like trip over his own, like running away from trauma into one of his predicament traps. Only um. now his keys are gone, which, you know, some of these traps are, you know, like a tank of water, which he could have just swam out of and that type of stuff. But just as quick, quickly as the laughter started, it's replaced with screams from the audience as the trap he falls into is an iron maiden oh no which of immediately course. closes on him <gasps> and kills him on stage oh, <laughs> like... and that's the end of
1: today's episode <laughs> <laughs>
0: So just as quickly as the villain was born, he, like, gets murdered in front of an audience.
1: and An audience of people who are already, like, jeering at him, too. mm -hmm. And, like,
0: children. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
1: God. His ghost is going to be traumatized.
0: Yep. And so... um, Quickly, the mayor we launched back into modern day, the mayor just shakes it, that horrible, horrible, tragic, like generational trauma memory away. Question. And so yes. that he, that happened
1: at the theater that they're demolishing, right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay, cool. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yes.
0: And gotcha. that actually is a very important um, note specifically. That's the theater they're demolishing at. Um, because one, the mayor just goes, huh, that was a crazy time. Anyways, green light, go ahead and demolish it crew. So, um, the wrecking balls start flying into the building, but apparently not a single person, you know, they just like all like booked it from the theater when that tragic event happened. And since magic was only a bandaid to Al's loneliness and not a solution. I speculate that Al still didn't really have like a community or people you know personally that loved him or he loved he was still lonely even in his death so no one came to collect Al um after he died and even more so kind of fucked up Lee um No one came to get the Iron Maiden that crushed and stabbed him to death, that still sat on the bloody stage, now covered in dust and rubble, as the building came down all around this Iron Maiden filled with a dead magician's body. What? So we see now a wrecking ball and rubble hit the Iron Maiden and crack Mm. the lid of it open a lid that hasn't been opened in decades, which I have to imagine smells real fucking bad really at bad. this point. Um, yeah. Oh, also, I guess I should pause for a second. For those who don't know, Iron Maiden, I think we've actually weirdly run into oh, yeah. this before in like a I Rescue Rangers so. Tower of London of episode. all
1: shows, yeah. It was little chipmunks that had to deal with one.
0: <laughs> yes, but for those who don't know, it's yeah. the one that's like two doors filled with spikes that then slam or like slowly crush on someone and the spikes pierce them to death and they die really horribly um <laughs> so, anyways <laughs> can i so wait a minute so that was
1: like the last show at this theater or something yep. like
0: <laughs> the town was just like we're not going to talk about that yeah. we're not going <laughs> to let anyone go into that theater we're just going to lock that door Yeah. And
1: goodbye.
0: It never happened. They never spoke about it again. And the whole time the Iron Maiden filled with a dead body just sat there. And again, because he had no family to speak of, no one who loved him, his body was just left to to rot um, in this horrible death. And I guess, I don't know, this like seemed like the twenties based on like how it was animated that like, I don't know. I guess the coroner's office was like, I mean, pretty shut and closed. Let yeah.
1: Ah they like go in, they look <laughs> at the Iron Man and like, yep, it's closed. He's
0: dead. Let's go. <laughs> Anyways, was that little girl uh, culpable? Yeah, she's so yeah, cute she's with her so big old cool. eyes and her teddy bear that she never <laughs> got back. That's the real crime here.
1: We can never blame her. Yeah. Right. The teddy bear's mission, they put like missing signs Co-sters. up for that yeah. with uh, like massive rewards, like $50,000 for the first <laughs> person to find this teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Somewhere like in the astral plane or some
0: other dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Al? Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Missing no. person? Nah. Yeah.
1: Teddy bear? $50,000. Find them. <laughs>
0: um, so uh, again, as the rebel and a wrecking ball hits this Iron Maiden, cracks it open we see now a single green rotting hand shoot out from it Mm. and in a poof it's suddenly holding a disintegrating bouquet of black flowers which are just gone just as quickly and from the iron maiden loki turned coffin we see owl rise his magician's tuxedo torn and ripped, his skin falling off, revealing bones underneath, his Mm -hmm. eyes red, and most disturbingly, his fingernails present, But short and torn, likely from decades of trying to scratch his way out of his Iron Maiden coffin, which side note is low key a real thing when people got like buried alive, like they would like find their like nails were shortened because they'd like try and claw their way out. And it's real fucked up. Uh That can be a horrible crime.
1: (laughs) One day (laughs) to the list. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyways, that's right. We've got a zombie on our hands. Oh, gosh. A, classic, a magic zombie. Yes, a magic zombie. A classic Halloween trope.
1: Yeah.
0: And Zombies. as, yes, as we've been doing with all of our Halloween episodes, we're going to pause here and talk about the history of this Halloween trope. And notably, like, where the heck does an idea of a zombie come from? So, of course, I headed to the one and only Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah
1: our favorite to find out. <laughs> and
0: history.com. And so while there are some sources that do note that like, maybe the ancient Greeks had like a fear of the undead as noted by some like ancient graves that were like weighed down by like rocks and stuff. Um, deep zombie folklore really most likely came from Haiti, actually where it's been mm. for centuries. Um And, you know, it could be like there's some connection likelihood that this folklore about zombies may have actually come to Haiti via West African slaves, particularly because there are ties to some part of the, um, I think it's pronounced Kikongo, which is the Congo language, um, and several Congo deities. Um, And notably, there are traces that the very concept of zombies was also kind of like a metaphor and a connection to slavery itself, which we'll get into momentarily. Okay. Yeah. So first I'm going to talk about the Haitian idea of zombies, um, as this is more directly what, uh, you know, white Americans ripped off of once they caught wind of it during the U.S. invasion slash occupation of Haiti from 1915 to 1934. Um, (laughs) And Americans were like, this sounds great. We're going to steal it and make it this other thing. Anyways, like most things we briefly talk about, the belief system I'm going to hint on here is like way more complicated than a Wikipedia paragraph. Yeah. But all I know um, is the Wikipedia paragraph, because as a reminder, we are what <laughs> not experts on anything. Not
1: experts. We are a nope. half-research podcast,
0: <laughs> exactly. So, with that in mind, um, there is rural Haitian folklore that references kind of like two types of zombie-esque entities. Mm-hmm. So, in one, zombies are dead persons who are revived by what's called and most likely mispronounced by me, um, bokor which are like sorcerers or witches. Um, And these dead persons Mm -hmm. are revived by the Bokor um, and become slaves to the Bokor with no will of their own. Um, But uh, priestesses and priests of the voodoo belief system and religion do fight against the Bokor witches to try Mm -hmm. and basically save these zombie slaves from them. It seems like you have a question and you should know I don't have the answer, but go ahead. I don't,
1: I don't know. I don't have a question. Okay. I'm just I have this is news to me. So I'm just like interesting. I okay, I'm, great. I'm Thank like God. fascinated to hear no. I have no follow-up <laughs> answers I won't. To you. <laughs> yeah, I won't ask anything. I guess I'm cool. partially like surprised that the priests and priestesses were like taking the good side lol. Yeah, I think it's maybe?
0: because like the um I think it the vibe or so that they I told got,
1: us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the vibe that I got, at least, was like the Bogor's making the zombies a slave and like using voodoo like for super bad purposes. And so the mm-hmm. priests and priests were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're not trying to make people slaves here. Like, there's <laughs> enough of that going on right now by the white <laughs> people coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. Let's cut it out." Um, yeah. Additionally, there's a version in Haitian folklore and beliefs. That uh, the zombie is more like um, part of the human soul, physicalized, but still able to be captured by Bokor, in which case, uh, essentially, this like sorcerer slash witch can take part of a human or dead person's soul and use it to both enhance their powers, but also to like sell it off to other people who want to use it for evil deeds. Um, mm-hmm. until God would come in and save them and reclaim this like zombie soul, um, uh, and like give it back to the person who it was stolen from. So that's more of like an astral zombie, it was described as,
1: <laughs> which is like technical term. Cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, astral zombie. Yeah. Um so then the connection uh, with the slavery that was happening and especially, again, um, stealing human beings from West Africa and bringing them yeah. over to Haiti um, and the voodoo belief system is that it said or it was said that uh, a deity could gather kind of like a godlike deity who would decide what happens to you when you die um, is that this deity would decide upon your death of either letting you transition into a peaceful afterlife or if you offended this deity slash like sinned in some way, you would forever become a slave in the afterlife as a zombie. So essentially Hmm. saying that like slavery is as bad as being like dead forever. Like you have no like life left in you. Right. Um, and there's some accounts uh even I think like predating this um with Hait- Hait- Haitian indigenous people. I definitely don't know how to say it correctly, but the Taino tribe is how it just is written out um and some early accounts of shamanistic practices with these indigenous peoples hmm. um and as like a somewhat hilarious like side note in history.com article it addresses the question of like, are there zombies in the bible though to which basically history.com is like literally half the shit in the bible is about resurrection and reanimation what do you think anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like not in those terms but it like cites all the things of being like it wasn't like a zombie in the way that we think of it due Not to like again
1: brains brains yeah, zombie, but, but like it's Jesus basically straight like, up rose from the dead
0: yeah exactly <laughs> is like, yeah. what do you think it talks so much about resurrection clearly this is like a concept in various forms that been has been around but again the like Haitian folklore and belief system is what gave way to like our modern version of zombies
1: gotcha. um the brain scary yeah devilish yeah. ones gotcha
0: mm-hmm. yep and and again i think it's in folklore it was like less devilish beyond like the presence of like the bokor making them evil ish yeah. but also it's because the white people came over and were like huh a different belief system than our own it must be evil we're gonna make it evil savages (laughs) yeah exactly um and there's also interesting theories about um you know basically actually like chemical reactions when people ingest something that puts them into like comas or misunderstandings of mental health and notably like schizophrenia that like could have led to people also believing like this person died and like came back to life coma type of thing but And I didn't really look, I've read like two lines of the paragraph on that one. (laughs) It was like moving on. So anyways, sounds um, like,
1: sounds like it exists to me. I believe it
0: (laughs) (laughs) seems legit. Uh, Anyways. So in 1929, again, during uh, the United States occupation slash invasion of Haiti, a book was published that encountered like voodoo inspired zombies And in 1939, a zombie movie was released in the United States. And these two things really launched this kind of like white Americanized idea of zombies into like the United States pop culture and like um, uh, ether, essentially. And it, yeah, pretty Mm -hmm. much directly came from uh, our presence in Haiti. And again, like I said, being like... Huh, that's some interesting belief system you had. Hmm. But you're not white and not Let's Christian. Jazz it
1: up a little Instead bit. It's going to be evil. Let's make some money yeah. off of it. Let's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's become billionaires yeah, it, on it. Yeah. As is the great American way. Yes, so, capitalism
1: reigns supreme. <laughs> yes.
0: So, um, the connection with Halloween in our modern day version of a zombie here in the United States. Uh, was a pretty natural tie as zombies started to become depicted as like often apocalyptic, which just has some interesting Bible ties. They're often, you know, like resurrection in the Mm. apocalypse is heavily connected. And again, eventually, like you said, turned into like brain eating and like scary, spooky rising from a grave type of entity, which is very just creepy and naturally Halloween-esque. And of course, we see zombie depictions in the U.S., all across from pop culture from, you know, starting from the old novel, I Am Legend, mm-hmm. the classic 60s film, Night of the Living Dead, Michael Jackson's Thriller, and The Powerpuff Girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: On an equal pop culture influence level as those last three things I said.
1: <laughs> I would say so
0: too. <gasps> mm-hmm. Exactly. So... We don't exactly know if Al was connected with a bokor or shaman or priest, Mm. but I personally like to think instead of those things that, you know, once he died in the Iron Maiden, that he maybe had a brief crossover with our good friend Beelzebub.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He, How's he, sort of he
0: doing? Like, I missed him. Yeah, I know he's sitting there, ready he to make did? deals with magicians. Yeah, cool. Um, cool.
1: Al, read the fine print. Read, read the he, fine print on this contract, Al.
0: He sure did not because <laughs> yes, well, Al most likely, yep, thought he was going to come back as a hot thing magician, but instead came back as a straight up fucking zombie who wasn't strong enough to get out of his own coffin until <laughs> it was broken for him. Classic um, <laughs> deals laugh <at> above. <laughs> The camera pans down to hell.
1: We see Biazza huh, chilling on this comfortable lounge chair with like a whiskey tumbler, cigar, yeah. like filing his nail. He's like, Hey, he said he wanted to get out of the Iron Maiden. He didn't say that he had to actually be living. He's just like filing his nails. Like I've done
0: my work for the day. That was easy. Uh, yes. continuing smoking his cigar. Such fools for people who make money off of trickery they're not very good at it
1: <laughs> i'm still the best oh beelzebub that oh, fraudster
0: <laughs> <We love laughs> who would
1: who would have thought that the demon spawn would have been a fraudster have would have
0: <laughs> um so uh part of that i believe contract with beelzebub though is that what uh al got out of it again minus the fine print that he clearly did not read right. um is that yes he was able to be reanimated and this time he was able to be filled with actual magic powers instead of just oh. you know visual trickery
1: and so al that was a good end of the deal actually i bet be able to throw threw that in there maybe he's like i feel kind of bad because you look terrible dude so i'll make
0: you magic <laughs> yeah but again the magic wasn't strong enough to break through the iron Maiden. This is also true. Okay. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, you can have, this like, total really magic powers deal. for your oh. revenge if someone comes to break you out of it, which no one loves you, so they won't. Bye! Bye! Back to how I you're of politicians now. See ya! <laughs> See ya! <laughs> Anyways, so um, as Al finally is released from this coffin, he steps out into Townsville declaring... You laughed at me, but now, revenge. Uh So, Al immediately goes to town, literally, (laughs) with what looks like lightning shooting out of his hands. He starts attacking people of Townsville, Mm. but not just by, like, turning them into his own stage tricks, but by turning them into, like, the literal real-life version of the tricks. So, for example, people erupt into screams as they are dunked underwater into a tank, a of the predicament tricks but they can't get out. They're mm-hmm. suddenly in boxes that are actively being sawn through by, like, unseen oh. figures Ooh. and more. So, like, instead of being like, haha, it's an assistant split in two, like, people are being sawed in half, IRL. Oh so... God our dear mayor immediately calls the Powerpuff Girls and begs them to come to town before it's too late. And he actually, this time has to beg them because the second he says it's a zombie, the girls are like, uh, we were just watching scary zombie movies. And like, (coughs) "Uh, uh, they're actually really scared. We don't really want to do this. Okay. (laughs)
1: Superheroes. Come on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They were just like, hello. (laughs) <laughs> okay, they, like, slowly poke their heads out of the house being like oh god zombie infestation oh no oh no oh no <laughs> still they do cautiously fly to town and it's like actually when they see out, they're like oh god it is a real zombie oh no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but as again the um kind of the leader of the powerpuff girls blossom musters up all of the bravery her little body can find She approaches Al and tries the thing that they didn't really see happen in any of the zombie movies. Hmm. She kind of tugs his little tuxedo tails and politely asks him if he could stop being an evil zombie. Oh, that's nice. It absolutely does not work. Um, Al turns, (laughs) and not only is laughing at that stupid, stupid request, but... Darn. And starts screaming about revenge. But when he turns to see Blossom, a small girl with a round face and huge (gasps) eyes, suddenly, the flashback of the little girl with the teddy bear, who not only ruined his career, but in his mind, was instrumental to his very painful fucked up death. Yes. He suddenly, it all clicks. (laughs) This is his enemy. (gasps) this is the one he needs to exact true revenge on oh no and here funny enough is when he launches into something that we also very recently discussed oh in a crime keeper episode hypnosis yes (laughs) yes so he gets out a pocket watch and immediately entraps blossom his eyes, you know, start doing the spinny hypnosis thing. Um, because mm. it works in this case because he is a super powerful magician now. Um, uh, and unable to fight back, he like wraps her up like a mummy with like the like, you know, magician's handkerchiefs, that yeah. type of thing. He, he only uses magician, sage magician things of as course. his weapons.
1: Those are, yeah, that's his um, tools of choice. Yes. And as Go with what you usual, know.
0: yep, exactly. And as usual, mm-hmm. in um, the theme of Powerpuff Girls that I think is the underlying thing. Buttercup chooses the one and main tool to solve crimes, violence. (laughs) So she immediately starts like watching punches at him. But unfortunately, you know, this is a grown ass adult who's had like decades to plot his revenge um, and is yet again triggered by the fact that Buttercup is another small girl with round face and huge eyes just like the teddy bear girl who he thinks murdered her and bested him. Yeah. So he zaps Buttercup with the sod in half spell, and she cannot escape Mm. as um, uh, she slowly starts to get sod in half. And then Bubbles goes in next to save her sisters. Yet again, small little girl, round face, big eyes. Before Mm -hmm. she can even get to him, he zaps her and she is Stuck in a canvas bag that drops into a tank of water with the oh my lid shut on it. Yeah, he's Holy like shit. trying to like murder them.
1: Yeah, all the only one so far who's not actively in the process of being murdered is Blossom. But like
0: you say that, uh oh. <laughs> but he turns back to Blossom and Ala like a yo yo like swips her and like unfurls her like a uh, handkerchief mummy. Into the Iron Maiden. Oh, well, there it goes. (laughs) Which slams on Blossom. Before we get to the next part, Alexis, quick poll. What's the worst way to die here? Because he's straight up trying to murder them. Sawn in Um, half like Buttercup? Drowning like Bubbles? Or Iron Maiden like Blossom? What's your least to worst ranking of these three things? I, oh
1: gosh. It's It's either blossom or sorry, it's either buttercup or bubbles. I can't decide which one probably buttercup because those are slow and painful, Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: especially buttercups, but even drowning like you at a certain like you're going to freak out at a certain point. Like, oh, my God, I got to breathe. And then you're going to like kill yourself by trying to breathe underwater. Yeah. Yeah one of those blossom unfortunately has it easy here the iron maiden yeah. is actually like a quick pit like boom done you're probably dead in like 2 seconds yeah. maybe and yeah
0: i guess i don't know like in real life iron maiden if it was like a slow close oh, but that's at least true. In powerpuff girl depiction it's real fast that. Yeah. so we'll go with the powerpuff girl depiction of it and yeah. i agree that it's like a one and done situation most likely Um, Yeah. Yeah. Versus the other ones. Um,
1: Yeah. But I can't decide between the other two, which one is worse because fortunately I've never been sawed in half nor been stuffed in a canvas bag and thrown into a a, a (laughs) pool with a lid on top of it.
0: Yeah. I would say my vote is probably for buttercups because like you Mm. see it happening and like maybe if you're drowning, you can like gasp enough to like make yourself pass out.
1: Quickly, yeah. And then and just, just like float it back up and yeah. Yeah.
0: And just like, you're not, like conscious while it's happening versus yeah, Buttercup, you're just slowly sawn in half.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, cutting nerves so. and bleeding yeah. out. Hey. anyway, Happy Halloween, yeah, it's like everyone! Happy Halloween! Halloween. This graphing the heads. We're getting this from Powerpuff Girls, okay? So blame Cartoon yeah. Network. Anyway, <laughs>
0: um, so anyways, um, just as the remaining townspeople start shrieking because they just witnessed the possible murder of three little girls, um, mm-hmm. strangely, Al essentially like explodes to reveal blossom ripping off a costume of al the zombie what and she zips to the water tank to reveal that the bag is empty and then zips to the table saw and opens the box to reveal buttercup in one half and bubbles in the other half now Before you get too excited to think that this was an elaborate Halloween prank, which is a preview of our next episode, everyone get excited. (laughs) The shrieks of the crowd continue because while, you know, like I briefly, well, let's pause for a second because while Scooby-Doo and the gang always choose vigilante justice, Mm -hmm. Rescue Rangers chooses traditional detective work. Mm Darkwing Duck chooses untraditional detective work. Courage the Cowardly Dog chooses mysticism and like the power of love. Mm -hmm. Powerpuff Girls always choose violence. Yes.
1: (laughs) Because we see. About that action.
0: (laughs) The actual Al Zombie's arm flop out of the Iron Maiden, which Mm. the Powerpuff Girls have re-trapped and murdered, -murdered re-murdered him in. What without hesitation yeah uh okay wow how they do that <laughs> for explanation of how they pulled the stunt off Blossom just laughs at the peasants of Townsville and goes <laughs> magic and then they all pose as there's a dead body behind them and that's the end <laughs> And that's it they just like murdered him painfully in an iron maiden i don't know how they weren't murdered again magic is blossom's explanation and then they do their little pose followed by like yeah. all the little hearts and then the music yeah. starts and it's over magic so, as these three kindergartners murdered, re murdered a grown ass adult, and the whole say, town has to put up with this dead body flopping out. So, yeah, so
1: two questions. Well, one, I guess one's a comment, uh-huh. another's a question. Uh-huh. You can't murder a dead person. So, <laughs> <Ooh>. hot take. <laughs> hot take. Boom. There you go. Damn, Okay. <laughs> bringing back Are you a lawyer Cromwell? defending
0: the Powerpuff uh-huh. Girls in court right now? Good yes. job. <laughs>
1: And also, so where did this Iron Maiden land? Was it just like in the streets of Townsville?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it just like flopped over. (laughs) Like like when he like died in it again or didn't die in it again. Mm Thanks, lawyer, defense attorney Alexis.
1: Gotcha. (laughs) For the power
0: of girls. Um, Yeah, it's uh, I'm trying to think of like a good uh, rhyme a lot. if it doesn't fit then acquit but i can't <laughs> think of one fast enough to yeah. be like if he's already dead he's just in bed like <laughs> he didn't actually if die he's, again he's already dead they're if innocent he's already
1: dead then the powerpuff girls will not dread i don't know anyway
0: But <laughs> hey, oj had a whole team of lawyers working on that yeah. rhyme okay yeah we're I'm just sorry. two people
1: <laughs> can't yeah can't can't come up with it as quick as johnny cochran did wow yeah, that so. is um i have so many thoughts and feelings about that
0: episode
1: mm-hmm. yeah so did it did it come out on halloween or like uh like around halloween like late october um or something no like but the that, wikipedia or?
0: list of like cartoon episodes that were halloween-esque because this had I to do with zombies zombie was Halloween.
1: That yeah. makes sense. I and approve like the, and
0: yeah. Agree. And the Powerpuff girls were watching zombie scary movies in yeah. advance and it all felt spooky. So I decided to talk about zombies and make it Halloween as an I executive love it. decision. And
1: and I'm hey. <laughs> I am just a peon here. (laughs) You you make all the major decisions. I love it. No, it's great because it's giving us a great opportunity to cover all the major bases with the classic Halloween tropes, like how we did Satan and the devil. We did Mm -hmm. witches. Now we've done good old, uh, exactly the zombies yeah. And we've got something even more. Fun. Obviously, The Headless Horseman as well. Oh, yes. It's another There's... classic one. Yes, and, yes. like, jack lanterns and all of that. But right. next week we do also week. have another classic. But, um, God, no, There, I was going to ask something else, though, before we transition to the end. Um, Iron Man,
0: so murder, did, zombies. So,
1: like, um, did the main... <laughs> I'm just trying to... Mm-hmm. <sighs> When they were tearing down the building, so Mm -hmm. the mayor, like they all saw the Iron Maiden come out or the Iron Maiden was still like in the rubble in the building.
0: It was definitely so. Okay, so what I think happened is it's still in the rubble. Like no one was inside the building when it got demolished. And then that's when he popped out and Al immediately got to work murdering things. Um,
1: <laughs> immediately got to work.
0: Yeah, he like, did like, not. All right, a let's a start murdering. He was waiting for that day. Um, yeah. But the Iron Maiden that we thought smushed Blossom and eventually smushed um, Al, I think was a different one because he was like popping okay. left and right murder devices. They, so that's he what he popped that one
1: that's like what i was trying to get to i was like did they like bring the iron maiden over were they still
0: at the theater how okay
1: got you so he was just like using all sorts of zombie magic
0: i think because awesome was like the first one who reminded him of the little girl that he thinks murdered him he was like i'm gonna exact my revenge with how i had to die but then again somehow in an unexplained manner he just got murdered again in it.
1: <laughs> He's the one who ended up in there.
0: Yeah, and then like okay. flash like BLs about being like, you again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gave you the greatest gift by getting you out of the Iron Maiden. You're
0: welcome. Making
1: you magic.
0: Yeah. And we you still are right back contracts. here. Yeah, I don't I renew Elise.
1: Al <laughs> just like drops his head down like, oh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you're just stuck in hell forever with all the other yeah. stage magicians. <laughs>
1: Man, and all the carnies. <laughs>
0: down there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also throughout this whole episode, amazing. I don't know if you've ever watched Arrested Development. It's an incredible show. I've but watched I always some, think of but not Illusion a Mother. <laughs> because um, what's his face? Job is, is job. also a stage magician. So, anyways, between amazing. now and next well, week,
1: great job though. Great job. Thank yes. you.
0: Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Between now and next week, when we've got a very fun episode that we hinted towards, um, mm-hmm. who should our listeners and viewers tell about this? the best well,
1: pod I th- pod i think we should all find an illusionist out there <laughs> someone who does these great like las vegas shows with like what? what's the duo with the white tiger
0: oh um, my god didn't
1: didn't one of them just pass away too gosh i, I can't so. believe i know who you're um, talking about yeah anyway drop it in the, the comments OGs. if you know yeah the og's yeah, fine Find someone like that and uh tag nice. them either on Twitter or Instagram or write them a letter or just knock on their front door one day, stalk them. But watch out for the shows. tigers. Yeah, do yeah, careful or tell the tiger too and then oh, nice. uh run quickly. Yeah, I would I would run love it if it. a white tiger watched our
0: watched her listen. Again, okay, another one There's There's like demo no idea. of idea
1: the <laughs> white tigers man <laughs> watch that be like some like gang or like yakuza <laughs> faction
0: <laughs> yeah that would sound like, like a, it would
1: be another you know, fbi white. watch list yeah because <laughs> we're talking about it fbi is just watching right now shaking their heads like jesus we <gasps> no. just keep having to stalk these kids they
0: don't know what they're talking about <laughs> god damn oh, it oh
1: man great well
0: yeah. After you tell an illusionist, um, I think you should go tell um, a voodoo practitioner. But like mm-hmm. the priest or priestess, not the bokor, like oh, the yes. good side of it. And also being like, look, they're on your side. Mm-hmm. Please don't give them any bad voodoo juju or anything like that. <laughs> they're or they're just they support you. Yes, go listen to this pod like you're yeah. doing your cool voodoo stuff yeah and, we took uh, their
1: side today i think generally yeah. speaking yeah yeah
0: for sure and so, uh like yeah we'll see y'all next week for a yeah, very a fun very last special. halloween episode uh, yes to end the month of october with the mm-hmm. very
1: very special fun treat that we are yes we're very excited
0: about so mm-hmm. until then bye bye
1: <laughs>